Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the first ever Missionary Moments podcast. We've all been in that scenario, whether it's on a date, whether you are hanging out with a buddy, and it just seems like the only thing they can ever talk about is the mission, right? We've all been there. It's happened. And hey, that's not a bad thing. Talking about the mission is not a bad thing, but there is a time and a place, and that is what this podcast is for. We want to give people the chance to talk about their missions, talk about the spiritual experiences they've had and the growth they've seen from their missions, and hopefully be able to prepare other people to want to go out and to serve the Lord. My name is Drew Wells, and I'm here with Ben Simister. Hi, everyone, and we are here today with our friend Burke, Burke Peterson. Burke, why don't you introduce yourself a little bit, tell us where you're from. A little bit about you, whatever you want to say. Yeah, thanks, guys. It's a, a real privilege to be here. I, I've looked up to, to these guys my whole life, so to be here on their podcast. Oh, it's, Burke. It's Thank really, you. it's a pleasure. You're flattering us. <laughs> but yeah, my name is Burke Peterson. I'm a, I'm a student here at BYU with these guys, and I'm from Chandler, Arizona. Uh, I, I had the privilege to serve my mission in Oregon and Uruguay, so... I did the first two-thirds of my mission in Oregon, and I'm the last part in Uruguay, and and yeah, that's a little bit about me. Awesome. Yeah, Burke, you know, um, we know that the mission is just like a very special moment, a very special thing, and um, that also with you saying that you served both in, in Oregon and in Uruguay, that you probably did home MTC, is that right? Yeah, I did. How was that for you? It was pretty fun, honestly. Um, yeah, so it was six weeks. Um, it was pretty sweet. So I was pretty much on a computer uh, all day. That but... sounds pretty sweet. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Honestly, though, for me, it, w- it was really a blessing because um, I got my mission call in February of 2020. Mm-hmm. And we all know what happened March of 2020. So just a couple weeks later, uh, the, the big Rona, COVID came through and started wreaking havoc so kind of you know some of our plans went awry so that meant I didn't get to go to the MTC but I was really excited just with uh getting out of with school not kind of slowing down and not having much to do to be able to get into the online MTC and really be on a grind was awesome and and it was I feel like you know I had a few couple three-hour classes every day a lot of time we were supposed to study (laughs) Uh, yeah we'd have a couple hours studying Spanish every day and and, you know, studying personally, scriptures, studying with my companion. And, but it was a lot of fun. I, I, uh, it was good to be busy, good to be doing something. I had a great companion in the MTC. He and I actually got to be mission companions later down on the road in, in the field. So it was pretty sweet. I had a, I had a good time. Burke, that's so awesome. And it seems like you had quite the mission experience, you know, serving during a worldwide pandemic. I, I guess my question would be, how did that really affect the missionary work, and how did it affect kind of your day to day, your your day to day like missionary life? Was it a big change? Was it, I don't know, how was it? Yeah, like just how the pandemic. Yeah, just, stuff? yeah, just in general missionary work. Yeah, that's a good question. I would say it varied throughout my mission. Um, at first, when I got just like depending on what you know the what the policies were at the time and the place I was in. So I never was like in lockdown all the time, which is a blessing. I know like my trainer and some of the missionaries that were out before me, they had to do that for a few months in Oregon. But by the time I had got there, we had kind of started to open up a little bit. So we could we could be out and about for the most part. 
um, you know, I'd have to wear a mask a lot of times. And at certain times, like when certain, like later on, it kind of got a little more COVID cases started going up. So we had to limit how many people we could be with, we could meet with. And, but other than that, I was, for the most part, I was able to still interact with people. There were a few times where um, I'd have to be in quarantine if I got COVID or my companion got COVID or we got exposed to someone. So that was always an adventure going into quarantine. <laughs> Did it a few times, but but I feel like luckily, you know, that's that's the great thing about the gospel is that it's the Lord's work. So nothing on earth can stop it, which is pretty sweet. So we were still able to connect with people. It kind of revolutionized missionary work, just uh, going with just all the Facebook stuff that we started doing that really kind of got the ball rolling with everything like that. So definitely we still saw miracles. We were still, still able to get work done, which is pretty sweet. That's awesome. That's super awesome. And I love how you said that, you know, the work keeps going forward and that God is always there. And um, we know that on a mission, there's a lot of amazing people that you meet and um, that you're able to interact with. And during a pandemic, sometimes maybe it wasn't as many in person, but also online. And But is there anyone in particular that you met that kind of changed you as a person or kind of um, was an inspiration to you as well, being a missionary, even though you were the one teaching, but kind of taught you in a way? Yeah, yeah. Um, lots of great people. That's one of the, the coolest parts of the mission is definitely just seeing people that, that can make that change to the gospel. Um, I had a friend that we taught. His name was Daniel. And... It, I was really just so impressed with just his story. I think it's so cool because he had just so many obstacles. Like I met him and I came into the area. My companion had already been teaching him, so he hadn't met him. And I remember my companion telling me that the first time he met Daniel, that he thought he'd never see him again because he just, he just didn't seem like, you know, like, I mean, maybe we kind of tend to stereotype people, but we kind of think of someone that will fit in naturally to the, you know, the the church culture. But he kind of didn't have that. I don't know. He had some unique challenges. Um, he was gay. He had some word of wisdom challenges. Um, came from a pretty rough upbringing. Um, had some, some, I think, some intellectual and maybe some mental uh, disabilities or health issues that um, kind of can make things a little difficult. So he wasn't the most in- independent. Um, and he had some really hard family Um a lot like a lot of opposition there from family and friends so really kind of every every problem in the book but man I, I admired so much his his commitment he uh he didn't drive but he lived probably half a mile or so from the church building luckily so not that far and he'd walk there every Sunday walk there by himself he'd always be on time for church he uh we always had our lessons at the church because his home wasn't really an environment we could go to but he'd walk every every day, and he was always there early. We'd always we'd always drive up, and he'd be sitting outside, just sitting on the curb, waiting for us as we <laughs> we'd get there on time. But he'd, he'd he'd been there, you know, a few minutes, getting there early every time. A missionary's dream, right there. I know, like <laughs> seriously, that is so rare. <laughs> like you guys know, right? You've heard missions. Absolutely. Like, if you had a dollar for every appointment that was just missed completely or late you know it happens all the time so it's seriously a miracle they like that alone makes him elect but but he was awesome the members in our ward put their arms around him which is always awesome to see um you you just love to see when you know people love and support one another and you really see that ward family acting as a family would and he was able to progress and through each 
and, you know, respectively overcome all his challenges and um, progress to be baptized. And um, I, I still have semi-frequent contact with him. I'll reach out, you know, maybe every month or so just to check how he's doing. And we keep in touch. He's still going strong. He, he ended up moving to another ward, but that ward's been super great to him too. And he, he still keeps in touch with a lot of people from the first ward that he was baptized and attends every now and then. So it's so cool just to see the complete change of, of a person who's really willing to give it to God. And that's what made the difference is he was committed. He had the, the pure intentions, the pure heart. So nothing can stop someone like that. Burke, that's so special. And like you so beautifully taught, that is the mission, right? The mission is about meeting God's children. It's about finding those people who, yes, we get to bring them the gospel as God's chosen servants, as his missionaries, but also they teach us in some amazing ways that will stick with us for the rest of our lives, just like this this person stuck with you. And that's so amazing. I think that although that's such a great thing, we could go out and meet so many of God's children, so many great people. I would say, and I would dare say that is a big fear that I think a lot of people do have is preparing to go out into the mission field is how am I going to talk with so many people every single day? And that's a, it's a scary thing to go out and just talk to random people thinking about, I mean, weird isn't the right word, but you're going to meet a lot of unique people, lots of different people, maybe that aren't super similar to you. Um, did you have any, did you have any experiences, Burke, where you felt nervous to go talk to someone or was there anything like that? You felt like God helped you overcome that. And do you have any advice for, for people preparing to go out in the mission field about how they can overcome that fear of meeting people and talking with everyone like preach my gospel teaches yeah that's a great question i think that's a really important thing to talk about because really like if we think about it in the context of the gospel like there's maybe no skills that are more important to have in life than people skills i think i mean because this whole life, like, we're all about bringing people. Like, the God's work's about people, right? Absolutely. His work in His glory is to bring to pass the immortality and eternal life of man. And we know that in the gospel that families are so important, and we just want to minister to the one. We want to get everyone involved. So developing that ability to relate with people, to connect with people, and to, to help them um, get along the path, I think, is such an important skill. And you know that, of course, communication, talking with people, having that courage to be willing to to reach out and talk with people is like that first step. And um, it definitely is something to get used to, something you have to develop as a missionary of just talking to people when it's completely unnatural. You know, a lot of times it's kind of easy to start up a conversation, but, you know, sometimes it's just, you know, the situation is if there's not a really natural way, it can be kind of tricky. But I, I definitely, advice I would give is to, to someone preparing for a mission is, is to start now, wherever, wherever you are start trying to develop those skills of just being friendly with everyone, talking with people, because those are skills that aren't just important on a mission, but are important for your entire life. Um, that was something that I kind of didn't, I kind of started to realize when I was in high school, just, I was pretty blessed to have a, I had a lot of good experiences in my youth that I think helped prepare me for my mission. But one thing that kind of, I didn't realize and probably till my senior year was just how great of a, I guess, I don't know, just how great of a, of a of a place to get missionary experiences like high school can be, for example, or at least for me, because I went to a school, it was the biggest school in Arizona where I'm from, so there was over 4,000 kids and super diverse in like every way, like like socioeconomically diverse, ethnically diverse, um, just in terms of the beliefs, 
and the you know maybe it's religious background or political orientation like pretty much every type of way we just had a kind of a mix of everyone in my high school which was super cool I got to talk to a lot of different people even as a youth then that way that prepared me for my mission and I kind of I kind of I kind of slacked I think my first few years of high school of like trying to seek out missionary opportunities there but my senior year I kind of wanted to to try some more and I was able to give out several copies of the Book of Mormon to my friends, and it was way easier than I thought. Like, I remember one time, the missionaries, they gave me a copy of the Book of Mormon. They came to our, our house, and they gave one to each member of my family and challenged us to give it to my friends. And what I did is I took it with me to school, like, the next day, and I, I, didn't, I, would, I didn't bring it up with anyone. I just had it, like, visible. Like, I, I went to my first class. It was an English class. I just set it on my desk and, like, you know, did my work. And no one talked to me about it at that class. I didn't really get a chance because I think we were just like writing an essay or something. So we were all just kind of working, but I had it sitting there. Then I went to my next class, which is a choir class. And we didn't have desks. We were just all sitting in chairs, but I just had it sitting on my lap. And probably like 10 minutes into class, one of my friends asked me what it was. He's like, hey, what is that? So I was able to teach him about it, tell him a little bit about it and offered to give it to him. And he accepted it. And it was like, when I did that, I was like, man, like I could have been doing this like Every day of high school. It's not super terrifying. Right? Yeah. Like, it's natural and it can yeah, be. Yeah, and I think I think we have fears of talking with people. We have fears of of sharing our beliefs. But I think from my experience of meeting just a, a, a wide variety of people, is just about everyone I've ever met is pretty – at the end of the day, they want to be a nice person. They want to they're, – they're pretty easy to get along. Like people are, are nice, I feel like, at the end of the day. Whatever their religious background or or wherever they come from, wherever they are, I think there's good people in all walks of life, and I think, you know, we're all, we're all children of God, so we're all able to relate to each other in one way. So I didn't, I feel, I wish I could have recognized that when I was even younger, but I'm grateful to recognize it at the young age that I did. That's so awesome, Burke, that you were able to have some of those experiences early on and even before your mission and then experience it on the mission as well. And we don't have a lot of time left, but thank you so much for the advice that you've given and, um, the things that you've been able to talk about and what it really is like to share the gospel with others. And uh, we just want to end. Do you mind sharing your testimony uh, a little bit about the Savior and what he's done for you? And then um, we can end there. Is that all right? Yeah. Yeah, that's a good thing to talk about is the <laughs> Savior. Um, especially at, at, at this time of year, you know, as we we commemorate Christmas is coming up in, you know, a couple weeks and we're filming this in, in December for those of you that may be listening at another time of the year, but um, I'm so grateful for the knowledge that I have of the Savior and for the, for the direction and that that has given me in my life. Um, I know that the Savior lives, that he has an active role in our lives, that he, he came and he performed his atoning sacrifice. That means that he took upon himself the sins of the world, but not just the sins of the world. He took upon himself our weaknesses. He took upon himself our temptations, everything, so that we can overcome them and so that we can do more than just be saved. I'm grateful in our, in our church that we have this knowledge of that. I think a lot of people accept Christ as their Savior, but we recognize that he can make us something greater than we are right now. In addition to that, that we can literally become like him. We can experience happiness that our, our Heavenly Father has. And I'm grateful for that. I'm grateful for the opportunity that we have to participate in this work. I'm grateful for the opportunity that I've had to to serve to serve God and to to see other people make those changes in their lives, like kind of what I was talking about earlier. And um, 
I'm grateful for this opportunity that we have to, to really spend our whole lives doing that. I think so many people in this world are, are lost. They don't have a, they don't know where to go, but I've, I don't think I don't have to struggle with that. And I never will as long as I keep doing what I'm supposed to be doing the rest of my life. Cause I, I know, I know God's there and I know he has this work for me to perform. And so much happiness has come into my life as I've, as I've participated in that, as I've made and kept my covenants and, and I've served him. So I know I kind of touch on a lot of things, but I know that God lives and I know that he's involved in our lives as much as we let him to be. And I know that when we choose to make him the, the, uh, the greatest influence in our life as President Nelson has invited us to do, as we choose to let him prevail, that the blessings are innumerable. And I can say that in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. Thank you so much for joining us today, Burke. And I'm so grateful that all the people listening today got to got to meet Burke like Ben and I already have met Burke. He's just such a stand-up guy. And we're, we're grateful for him and for his influence on us here at BYU. Um, thank you so much for listening today. That's all that we have time for. Um, but this has been the first Missionary Moments podcast. And uh, we hope that you'll listen with us next time. See you later. Bye. Thank you.